Chit Chat. This is PJ. This is Bonnie. And we're doing another episode of Lit Chat. We are going to be talking about our picks. And I guess I'm going to go first because um, I read only one. (laughs) Which is good. Which is fine. You know, you don't have to be a voracious reader. Well, it's not because I don't want to. It's just, you know, life gets in the way. Really? That's, That's what it is. But when I've gotten to the point where life doesn't get in the way as much. Sometimes it does. I am just looking forward to getting on your level where I can just (laughs) read as much as I want. Okay, so I read the sequel to the Wolf Den um, trilogy. The first one being The Wolf Den. It's by Lodi Harper. So I read its sequel. The sequel's name is The House with the Golden Door. Um, just a little reminder about The Wolf Den. Um, in case you didn't hear the last episode, the main character is Amara. She was sold into slavery by her mom, actually. Um, but it's not what, what you think. It was out of necessity. And then eventually ends up becoming a prostitute at a brothel. And so the first book really talks about her life in the brothel. And let me tell you, it's not at all pleasant as, you know, you would expect. It's not pleasant. And also, she is not just a prostitute. She's a slave prostitute. So there's... She has it twice as bad. Exactly. Um, So in the first one, it talks about her life as a prostitute and then... Towards the end, she goes from being a prostitute to a courtesan. So the second one, The House with the Golden Door, is about her life as a courtesan. So I don't want to give too much away with The House with the Golden Door because it really is one of those books that, first and foremost, it's very beneficial that you read the first book and that you read them in um, chronological order. There you go. Also, there's a lot of things that I don't want to give away because I'm afraid that if I give you details that I'm taking away from um, the first book. Now, is this like fantasy stuff or is this like... It's historical fiction. And I think I mentioned in the last one that the author, Elodie Harper's idea for this was she ended up going to Greece and she ended up going specifically to Pompeii, which is where the sixth place. If you know a little bit about Pompeii, um, there's a lot of risque um, frescoes out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Never been to Pompeii. It's on my bucket list, you know, one of those places. Yeah, Pompeii is known for two things. It's where the volcano Vesuvius erupted, and so a bunch of ash buried. It's interesting because it's a time capsule because of the ash and also I mean it's very tragic because these people did not have any warning and so many of them could not escape and there was two cities it's Pompeii and Herculaneum but this one this book is on Pompeii but the other thing that Pompeii is known for is for its very risque sexual frescoes so she was visiting Pompeii and she came upon a brothel that was basically called the wolf's den which is where 
the title of her book comes. So um, she was inspired by this brothel and then just kind of came up with the idea of the characters and what life would have been for characters or people who have the same life as the characters. Um, the House with the Golden Door, quite honestly, I've got to say, I am so excited for the next one to come. So excited. I haven't checked it out. Supposedly it will be published January the 1st of next year. So I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I think that Elodie Harper does just a really great job. First of all, she does a great job of making the characters realistic in the sense that you would believe that these characters were put in those situations and that people in real life back then were put in those situations. And there's a lot of tragedy, oh, which, wow. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, she's a slave prostitute and a courtesan. Yeah, I can see tragedy. Yeah, I mean, she definitely doesn't fluff it up to rainbows and unicorns. But also, you, her character, Amara, is a very strong woman who continuously is fighting to change her life and change her destiny. And I love that. You and I have always talked about how we love these strong women. Right. Also, at the same time, um, she's not a just black or white character in the sense that she's not good and she's not bad. She does questionable things that she needs to do to better her life. Well, don't we all do that to a certain degree? Yes, and that's what I'm saying. I appreciate that she does really, Elodie Harper does a great job of kind of showing the human complexities in her characters. You know, sometimes I read these books and it's like the character is overtly good. Two goody two-shoes exactly horribly bad. I mean, it's... And it's never really like that in real life, you know? Or rarely is it really like that in yeah, real life. there are very few super good people out there. Yeah, so I appreciate that she can get... She makes her characters complex. And not just Amara. The rest of her characters, too. I mean, whew, it was a rain of emotions. I was like, what are you thinking? Awesome. Like, it's it just a rain of emotions with these characters. There's one character in particular that I really love. Her name is Britannica. It's interesting because she actually comes from Britain. She's a slave who then gets sold as a prostitute in the same. And she's in the first book. A lot of these characters in the first book make it onto the second book. Some don't, but you know what? You're gonna have to read about why they don't. I can't tell you. Well, I can, but I won't. <laughs> I really like Britannica. I don't think I'd be giving away too much if I said that Britannica, she's a warrior. She's like a Celtic warrior. Like she makes me think of Queen Boudicca. She does not make for a good prostitute because she is not the type of girl who wants uh, guys telling her what yeah. to do. Yeah, no. <laughs> she is not about that lifestyle and she is ready to pick a fight with whoever like touches her or sees her the wrong way. Which is what I love about her. Like, I'm just like, 
Now, realistic- but that's got to make it hard on her, too. I mean, yeah, I can't believe she gets away with it. No, I mean, time. realistically, uh, I feel like the real Britannica would not have lasted long. But uh, she, I really like Britannica. In the first book, you see a bit about her. It's the second book, her story opens up more. And that's what I appreciate, too. The secondary characters, their stories get opened up. So you learn more about them. But yeah, Britannica is just so cool, so awesome. I really feel like she's a character that you would definitely like. Beyond that, um, like I said, I don't want to give too much details. I will say that the author, Harper, just does a great job of pulling you into the story. And she almost ends her books with cliffhangers. Or not necessarily cliffhangers, but it's the story of Amara. It ends with, like, one chapter of her life. So, like, you can presume that the next book is going to be about be about the next chapter but she ends it in a way that you just you just want more you don't want to wait i do not want to wait but you have to only until january the first if i can get my hands on it which i don't know i mean i have published then how long is it going to take before it circulates girl why do you have to bring that up (laughs) but no i i really love this trilogy it has violence and it has talk about sex so if you're not into that i mean don't read it Uh, also as i said last time um there's also male prostitutes so if you're not into that do not read it but quite honestly can you kind of read it without going in depth into those types of things it's more about the characters yeah it's actual it's deeds her books are in no way erotic fiction or anything she does talk about some sex things because that's the lifestyle, right? And she mentions it more, I think, for people to get a better idea of just how hard these people would have had it. But it's nothing to the point where she's very descriptive. I think she does it out of necessity. Okay. And so I feel like it's done in a very tasteful way and there's a reason to why she decides to describe some of the things. But if that is not your cup of tea, I just, you know, want to warn people, if that's not your cup of tea, then you shouldn't read it. I mean, usually it's not my cup of tea either, except that she did it in such a tasteful manner that I felt like it was more out of necessity for the character development and for the overall idea of understanding what these characters are going through than anything else so i can appreciate her having done that but yeah i absolutely loved it i'm excited for the next one i did see on goodreads that this one actually got a higher score than the first one which is great because sometimes when it's uh, sequels well sequels don't always come apart the book was the house with the golden Door. It's by Elodie Harper. It's the second in the trilogy of The Wolf Den. The first book is called The Wolf Den. I highly recommend it. I absolutely loved it. Like I said, I can't wait for the third one. And once I read the third one, you will be hearing about it. 
Okay. <laughs> Bonnie? Well, it's been a while since I've told you about a lot of my reading. Um, I've tried to like, um, we had Daniel here as a guest once. Yeah. So that limited some time. That's true. Because okay. we had Daniel and then we went into our Gulf Coast reads. So, so um, you've got books. Yeah. So I've had like four or five months of books to read. Oh, so man. I did read a little series, a mystery series. It's called the Food Blogger Series um, by Deborah Senefelder. It was a it was a new thing I picked up. It was one of those I found like the latest book on the new bookshelf, and so I went and found all the others. Oh wow! How many are in? Uh, the... There's five so far okay. that I know of. They're the Uninvited Corpse, the Hidden Corpse, Three Widows in a Corpse. You get a theme here. <laughs> The corpse who knew too much, and the corpse in the gazebo. So I do want to just theme. quickly also say the uninvited corpse. Whoever invited a corpse? <laughs> but I like the, I like the title. Uh, it's cute. That was basically titled that way because the or the corpse was an uninvited guest to a party. So <laughs> that's why you know the title. The person ended up dead, and so it was the uninvited corpse. The main character is a young lady called Hope Early. She worked as a, an editor on a cooking magazine in New York. And at one point, she thought it would be really cool. And of course, she was encouraged to go on to one of these reality cooking shows. All right. And so she did. And she came in as runner-up. And that's how she's remembered as the runner-up on the cooking show. Even though everybody who knew her said she should have won, okay. but you know. So she moves back home because now she's given up her job on the magazine. She's runner up on the cooking show, so she didn't get the prize. the prize for that. So she moves back home to Connecticut, I think it is. But don't, don't hold me to that one. I don't remember where she, oh yes, Jefferson, Connecticut. And of course, everybody back, it's really small town. So everybody knows her and knows that she was runner up. And <laughs> Which is why I'm like, why would you go back to a because small? Because she had no place else to go. Okay. She, okay. she was at her financial end at this point. Okay. So she had to find a way to make money. So she starts blogging as a business about cooking her blog, she gives people recipes and gives them ideas, but she's also renovating the house that she moved into or fixing it up or whatever. So she also gives people helpful hints on home improvements as well as cooking. So it's just like this, and she blogs about basically about her life okay. and what she does. But because she's doing it as a business, she has people who pay her basically for to use their name like basically for ads okay and she encourages people to buy from these people and and that sort of thing so that's where the money end of it comes from plus she like sells the recipes okay She'll sell things i think at one point she does make a cookbook or something but these it, they're just these little cozy mysteries that you know these dead people turn up and of course I read you all the titles, and of course, we have our little heroine, Hope Early, 
who always seems to be the one to find the body. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. She has uh, a sister named Claire who is in real estate. And after a tragedy in her life, or she decides to sort of move out of the real estate end of it and opens up a business as a home stager. Oh. And so with Hope's blogging and stuff and her sister doing home staging, they kind of overlap in some of the things that they do. And uh, she has an old high school friend who is a reporter in town. Is he a guy? Yes. More <laughs> like a brother okay. to her. But there is an old high school friend who is now the police chief. Oh, there we go. But there's a little thing going on there. And of course, you know, Hope finds bodies and the police chief has to come and investigate, you know. Jane and Sally are two older ladies who own the inn in town. And they, and Jane used to be a former mystery writer. Oh. So whenever these things, whenever these bodies show up, she encourages. She and Hope get together a lot of times. And because of their mystery background, because Hope was always in the mystery book club. Okay. Jane was writing the mysteries and stuff. She encourages Hope to get involved in these things. And, of course, one thing leads to another. There's usually... Which I'm sure the police happens. does yeah. not appreciate. <laughs> no, they don't. But they're just, they're fun, little, quick, cozy mysteries. So I think anybody would enjoy them. And great for the holidays, you'd say? I would say probably. I mean... They're quick. They're cozy. Yeah. They're, they're about food. They have recipes. You never know. I mean, perfect for the holidays. Who doesn't yeah. like food? I also read Clive Custler, you know, going yes. to the other end. This was titled The Saboteurs. It's about his character, Isaac Bell, the one who was the Pinkerton detective back in the early, oh, late yes. 1800s. Yes, yes, yes. This is April of 1914. Oh, World War I. Just before World War I. And anyway, it takes place at the Panama Canal. Oh, the Panama Canal is being built, and of course Teddy Roosevelt is scheduled for a visit to the canal, and there are uh, sabot people sabotaging. Yeah, sabotaging. I couldn't think saboteurs. Of the, word. the book name of the book is saboteurs, and I couldn't think of what goes with it. <laughs> there are people sabotaging the building of the canal. It's all kind of wrapped up in attempted assassination and the sabotage. And the Germans, oh. you know, Isaac Bell being a Pinkerton detective and That's awesome. other things that are going on at the canal. And there's there's one really fun thing, fun, exciting adventure that happens to him and his wife during this thing. You know, it almost kills them because it's the bad guys. Yeah. But you go... Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was then. <laughs> oh. It was kind of a little history lesson. I cool. was like, oh. And I can't tell you what it is because it would like really give it away. Just to say, it's something you wouldn't have thought of as having been over the past. Now, Clive Cussler is usually pretty good about his historical facts. Mm -hmm. So when he brought this into the story, you have to think that. Okay, it's possible that, yes, this could have happened. I'm it's, curious. Uh, 
I mean, you can't tell because you're listening to us, but Bonnie is really excited about this thing. Oh, I love Clive Cussler's books. Like I said, he doesn't do it with the Isaac Bell stories because Isaac Bell stories take place in history. Yeah. You know, the, the whole story is quote-unquote historical. But all of his other books that take place in modern-day times, he starts them out with a historical episode. And then the people now are like, okay, somebody found something. and Kind of like relates, your modern-day Indiana Jones. And it relates back to, well, no, it's like, it's like, say, somebody, something happened in the past. Okay. Or like a ship sank, let's say, because they do deal with Numa. So he might start his book out telling you about how this ship sank and the people that were on the ship and all this stuff. And it's long been forgotten. In current times, he would have, something would happen and somebody would find a piece of the ship. And now all of a sudden they're digging it up and some people want you to find it and some people don't want you to find it. So it becomes this whole well, I story remember about, you know. We picked a Clive Cussler. Did we not? No, we haven't ever done a Clive Cussler. We did a James Rollins. Why do I? James I'm sorry. Rollins they are. Clive I know stuff. all the time. Well, also because. Well, they're, um, they're both. The Demon Crown kind of went with that too. That idea of. It brought in some history. Right. And then you've got your current, you know, espionage government people trying to find stuff. Yes. I think the Pinkerton ones sound like a really cool movie idea. Oh, that I would think any like of Sherlock those books Holmes. are. But, you know, the Pinkerton detective agency and all that, you know, and how they were involved in different things. Especially that era, you know, with the railroads and the mining and New York you know, the gangsters, and now the beginning of World War One. Well, because it reminds me of, like, you know, Sherlock Holmes, and we do have a lot of movies base their action on modern days, which is why I like the idea of this becoming a movie, because it's oh, based on the history. Oh, I think would be good as movies, just because they're action-packed. <laughs> Hint, hint to whoever's hint, listening. Hint to whoever's listening. Clive Cussler is just really good. Now, unfortunately, he died recently. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, and people don't agree with me. They think it's great that his characters are living on by other authors. But I would just have assumed that these, because he wrote with other authors. Mm -hmm. And I would just assume that these other authors kind of ended tied up. up the loose ends and ended it instead of just... Because Clive Cussell wrote a lot. I mean, yeah. he was up to 30-some books in his Dirk Pitt series. And he's got five series going on. So he wrote tons of books. At that point, his characters are aging, too, as they go through yeah. the books. So eventually you're going to have to... I mean, and do I, something with them. I'm with you on that because I feel like it's kind of like the series Game of Thrones. Nobody really liked the ending, and it wasn't the vision of the author, Martin, who originated the characters. And so I, can, I don't even think he liked the ending to the series. And those are his characters, and that's his world. So 
I mean, obviously they're doing it for money because it's profitable, right? Right. And here's the thing, too. They don't just title them with the title of the book now because he's dead. It's Clive Custler's. It's not just the title of the book written by so-and-so. Well, and honestly, if you're not paying attention and you don't know that he died, easily you could assume that Clive Kessler was the one that wrote it. Right. So I understand you. You want to make, like... I mean, it's possible that some of the books that are coming out right now, he may have had a hand in because, you know, it takes a while to write a book and get it published and what have you. Yeah. But pretty much anything from here on out, he doesn't have a hand in. And that's his vision. Like, he started these characters. Yes, he so he started these characters. And the fun part about the Dirk Pitt series, the first character that he came up with, was that every place in his book, you would meet Clive Cussler. Really? He was a character in the book. He was always this old dude with a beard or something that his, you know, main characters would run into when they really needed help with something. And he was named be there. Yes, he used his name in the story. And so, you know, now how are you gonna do that? Well, and that's great. To stay true to the the idea of the story. You can't do that. Because I think uh, random, but the Marvel movies before Stan Lee, who is the creator of a bunch of the Marvel characters before he ended up passing away, he always had a cameo in these movies. And I think that for people who are fans of Marvel and who love these movies, it was kind of your Where's Waldo, where you'd be like, okay, I know he's going to be in one of these scenes. And you kind of just got a little excited about it. So yeah, it's really awesome. That happens a lot. He would show up in weird places. Like he would show up in the middle of a jungle in a Well, the fun thing He would show up in the middle of the Sahara Desert. You know, the fun thing too is like that happens a lot in movies where you have like the director or the writer show up. I've never heard of that in books. But yeah, that's awesome. Done that in in the Dirk Pitt series. Very cool. I need to read the first one. Would you say I have to read them in sequence or? No, you don't have to. But I think the Uh, first one's always standalones. They are standalone stories. Each one. But they do build a little on the characters. Like I said, his characters have aged through all of these books that he's written. And he just kind of builds on them a little bit. But you can read just, you can pick up any one of them and read it. And you're not going to lose anything by not knowing. I always feel like the first book introduces the character. The first one was called The Mediterranean Caper. And I forget what they, they unearthed in that one. But he also has one, Raise the Titanic, where they actually go diving on the Titanic. You might find that one. That was near the beginning. So. so you know what this kind of reminds me of? The Magic Treehouse series, but for adults. Mm, sort of. Yeah. It's, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't get as much into the history, but you do learn a little bit of stuff. Well, and just a, the, there's always an adventure there. Yeah, there's always an adventure, and it's always based on something historical. It's awesome. I also read another of Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child's books, but they, he was the one that wrote the Pendergast series, you know, the FBI agent, little bit weird guy that looked like a... Vampire? Corpse, yeah. He looked yeah okay, like a yes. I was. Well, in the very first book that he wrote, 
there was a character of his called Nora Kelly, who was an archaeologist that worked at the uh, New York Museum of Natural History, who was involved in his first book as a kind of minor character. Well, he's taken that minor character now and given her a series. Oh, that's awesome. And um, she is she's now left the museum in New York, and she lives out in Arizona because of things that have happened with her okay. husband and all this stuff. And some of the things that happened in New York with Pendergast and all this stuff. She has moved out west, and she works through a university as an archaeologist. And a I think she teaches some too. And there's also another character of his, Corey Swanson, who was introduced in one of the other books. It's Pendergast Protege. She was kind of a homeless, abused child. And Pendergast kind of took her under his wing or something. And now she is an FBI agent who works out out of the Arizona office. So this particular book is called Old Bones. And it is about the Donner Party and what happened to the Donner Party and the things that supposedly, now I don't know how much of this is true. I Mm -hmm. didn't look it up. Supposedly when the Donners got, you know, snowed in Mm -hmm. up in the past and started their cannibalism thing, apparently there was like more than one camp. There were like three different camps of people who had been in that party and everybody had found the first two camps but the third one was the lost camp nobody could find it and over the years people kept trying and trying and trying to find this camp and all of a sudden now they have some new information that has come in and they find the lost camp so that is not what the story is really about the story is about the bones and why people were looking for these bones. And the FBI is involved because somebody was digging up bones around the world of people who were related to the Donner Party. Ooh. So that was like, why were people digging up all these bones around the world? And we have to find this. So because this guy approaches Nora. He is a descendant of one of the Donner parties and he's done some research and he says he thinks he knows where the camp is. He sweet talks and, you know, manages to finagle the university into sponsoring the dig so that, you know, he could help find out what happened to his ancestors. And it just, oh, and then because of the other deaths and all, and because Corey realizes even though she's this very junior FBI agent, Mm -hmm. her boss doesn't want to listen to her. No, it is not related to this, this, and this. And she's like, but in my gut, I think it is. So she ends up going up to the archeological camp and talking with Nora. They both think that there may be something going on. That's awesome. So they're kind of connected. It's one of those books that keeps you guessing the whole way through it. I love those books. And the end is just, Total surprise. I love books like that. You kind of get an inkling about the one guy, but the other person is just like, oh, where did that one come from? Oh, 
Okay. Right out of the blue. You're going to have to give me this. Uh, what's the title and again? It's called Old Bones. Old and Bones. it's like a new series of theirs because there's now two other books that he's written with Nora Kelly. It's, oh, uh, cool. So this is just the first one about her. So I'm looking forward to this. Because the detective is Pendergrass? Pendergrass, yes. Okay. Do you think that he will be, like, do you think that these characters will be meeting each other in the series? I think that Nora and Corey will be meeting up with each other. Now, Pendergast made an appearance at the end of this book. Okay, well, that's what so I was going to say. it may be that he'll show up, and he kind of helped him solve part of the problem by just saying, well, here, go check here. And, of course, it's where <laughs> Kind of like um, if you're a Law & Order fan, you know how sometimes they have the crossovers? Yeah. I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen here. It's possible. I mean, I don't think it would happen often, but I think it would be kind of cool if, like, you know, on your 10th book, he makes an appearance. But and I mean, they he's already made an appearance. I think that's one. cool. It kind of helped him out. It, it was interesting. Awesome. Because, you know, he just shows up at the camp and Nora's going, where in the heck did you come from? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? But uh, that was kind of fun. So we'll kind of leave it at that and... That'll give me a little something to talk about next time. Oh, because I'm sure you won't get to reading more blogs. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, thank you again for joining us. This has been PJ. And this is Bonnie. And next month is Read Your Own Choice again. Yes. And then pretty soon we will be coming up with our list to pick the four books that will... It's actually three books because we always do Gulf Coast Reads. The three books that we'll be reading next year together... Yes, it's that time. Our live lit chat in person from 1 to 2. I don't have a calendar with me, but you can always check on our social media pages or you can also check on hcpl.net, events under Atascacita to find out everything and anything that we are doing. You won't be hearing from us till after Thanksgiving, so... Here's hoping you guys have a great Thanksgiving and that you guys enjoy it, eat a lot, make great family memories, and, Stay safe. and then we will see you in December. Right. Bye, guys. Bye.